When you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA SafePilot, you'll feel like a big deal. Even in a traffic jam. Save up to 30% with USAA SafePilot. Restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, YouTube? It's your boy, Tevin Jameer, back at it again with another episode of the Hate It or Love It podcast. This is episode two. Um, yeah, this this episode, um, for one, I'm not going to make it as long as the last one. Nobody complained about the length, but, you know, I just got off work. I'm trying to chill a little bit today, so I'm not going to make this episode too long, but I do have a lot to address this episode but first now I know you guys seen the intro to this episode and you guys are probably wondering what happened to the hate it or love it instrumental so it's a long story but um actually it's really not that long but so the original hate it or love it instrumental as you guys know belongs to um, the game that was the game song hate it or love it so when I thought of the idea of this podcast and I came up with the name Hate It or Love It, I was like, you know, it would be pretty cool to have that song as the theme song. Like like I said in the last episode, I didn't make the show with that song in mind. I just came up with the title and then, you know, I was like, hey, I could use that as the title. I mean, as the theme song. So I added it there. But I didn't add the official instrumental. I went onto YouTube and I looked up sample beats. And I was looking at different videos where people sampled the beat and I saw that most of them got copyrighted, but the one that I use didn't have copyright on the video. So I was like, all right, this isn't copyrighted. I could probably use it. But then when, as you guys could probably see, as far as my YouTube subscribers, for the first episode on streaming apps, I took out the, I took out the beat. But on YouTube, I have the intro muted because it did get copyrighted. So I'm like, all right, if it's going to be copyrighted, I'll be damned if Game or 50 or anybody gets paid off of my podcast. So I removed the beat from the podcast intro. And as you guys could see in this episode, I got a different uh, I got a different beat for the intro. So for now on that beat will be the intro beat and i made sure this was a copyright free beat the producer of the beat he just said the only thing that he asks when people use it is that they credit him in the description so on youtube his producer name will be in the description um as far as streaming services i mean it's going to be kind of hard to copy and paste that literally all the time but hey if i have it there i have it there but as far as youtube bro you're getting your credit um 
So I also wanted to touch on, you know, the reception that I got for the first episode. For the first episode, a lot of people liked it. Um, haven't really heard any criticism, so I guess, you know, for the most part, people is enjoying the podcast. So everybody that's been checking it out, I thank you guys for checking it out. My boy Josh, my boy Joe, like all my friends seem to have checked it out. So I appreciate you guys. Um, my mom is on vacation and apparently she watched it. So thank you, mom. Um, even people on Instagram that... I haven't talked to in years like this one girl Casey that I went to high school with haven't literally haven't talked to her since high school and she even uh hit me up and said that she would check it out so I mean Casey if you did check it out thank you um you know I just appreciate everybody that's checking out the podcast and um you know I hope you guys continue to stay because I want this series to grow I want the podcast to grow and you never know the people that randomly hit me up like of course i'm gonna have my friends on the show but like the people that randomly hit me up you know if you ever want to be on the show just hit me up and uh we could probably get something done so a few of the things that i want to talk about this episode um i want to tell not completely but i want to talk about um the concept of jealousy because something recently happened to me where it could like a lot of people are speculating that it's because the person I have issues with is probably jealous of me. Um, another thing I want to touch on is dating. We're going to touch on monkey pox. We're going to touch on vabbing <laughs> that little TikTok trend that's been going on. Um, the pink sauce. We will be talking about that. We'll be talking about Will Smith, and then we got a few entertainment stuff to get to. So let's get to the first topic, man. And that is, like I said, jealousy. So in the past week where, you know, in between filming the last episode and filming this episode, something happened to me where I have issues with somebody well really I don't have issues it seems like they have issues with me like I told y'all in the last episode I just stay out of the way and it seems like people always wind up having like problems with me or something so I just stay out of the way and just seems like this person just has a lot of animosity towards me a lot of you know problems with me and I'm not gonna say no names I mean unless it goes there then I'm gonna say names but it seems like this person got a lot of animosity towards me when really I just be chilling, doing my thing. And, you know, I, I just find it weird. Like, basically, I want to talk about this because I don't understand the concept of being jealous of someone. I've never been a jealous type of person. And I think the reason I've never been a jealous type of person is because, you know, growing up, and I'm not going to say who, you know, used to say this to me a lot, but somebody, you know, growing up always used to tell me, why don't you be like this person? Why don't you be more like that person? This person is like this. Tevin, why can't you be like that? Like my whole life, I kind of been compared to a lot of other people. So it, it, it me being constantly compared to other people when, you know, I'm always just being me, it kind of stops me from from being jealous of other people because I like the way that I am. Like this person may be like this, but you know, I got this trait that they don't have, or this person has this and I may have it too, 
but I don't care to copy what that other person did. Or like even nowadays when people be like, oh, this person is doing this or this person got this job, this person with, you know, this girl or whatever. I don't feel jealous because one quote, I mean, besides the fact that I've always been compared to other people my whole life. One quote that forever sticks in my mind is probably like top five, one of my favorite quotes. Um, Comparison is the thief of joy. And I, ever since I heard that quote, that, that quote has always been in my head. Comparison is the thief of joy. And it's so true because you're over there focusing on what another person got going on in their life. And you're focusing on, oh, this person got that, but why don't I have it? Truth be told, it's just not your time yet. And that's kind of the philosophy that I live by when I look at other people's success. It's like, you know, good for you. And I'm not going to try to do what you did. I'm not going to try to, you know, outshine you. I'm going to just keep doing me. And when my time comes, it's going to come. It's almost like, it's almost like, you know, with this YouTube stuff that I've been doing, like, I, I've been doing YouTube videos, and a lot of people might not know this, I've been doing YouTube videos since I was in sixth grade, since I, like, I think I was like 11 or 12 years old. I've been doing YouTube videos since then, and I've had multiple channels, and I had multiple videos. A lot of videos had success, some videos had no success, but my thing is... You know, I see other people that I graduated high school with making YouTube videos and I see other people my age group doing successful things and not one bit of me is jealous because at the end of the day, you know, I know my talents, I know what I do and I'm going to keep being me and I know that me being me and the work that I do, eventually I'm going to get up there. So it's not about why this person oh it's like why this person got it but i don't it's really just about a you know everybody has their time and your time hasn't come yet but it is going to come and specifically with this person a lot of people are saying that it might be jealousy because of the things that i'm doing with my life but my thing is you know don't be jealous of me because literally you have the same tools that i had it just I took advantage of it and you didn't. So if we're both dealt the same hand and I'm just taking advantage of what I got, but the other person isn't, then I mean, you can't be jealous because if you have, if you've been dealt the same hands, you just need to deal with that, how you deal with it. If you guys get what I'm saying, like, like if we both have, if we're both in the same predicament, but I choose to do something different than you did and you had the potential, but you chose not to take it, then that's not my fault. So you can't get mad at me. You can't put your anger out on me or however you feel. You can't put it out on me because at the end of the day, I'm just doing what I got to do. You do you. And eventually, like I said, you got the same um, you got the same predicament. You got the same hand that you were dealt with. So it's not like you can't do it because if I'm doing it, you could do it. Shoot, you could probably do it better than me. But you over here wasting your time being mad at me doing it. But yeah. Like I said, y'all don't fully know what I'm talking about because I won't say who it is, but just take this as a lesson. Take this take this part of the video or the podcast as a lesson. Do not be jealous of someone else, especially when you've been dealt the same hands, because if you're if you're deciding to waste your talent 
and someone else is, you know, taking advantage of theirs, then don't hate on them. Just, you know, put yourself to work. And also don't don't be jealous of other people because maybe it's not your time yet. Maybe there's something that's holding you back from getting there and you just need to work that out with yourself. Don't sit there and like get mad at somebody else. Don't take it out on someone else. You know, you got to do you and eventually your time is going to come. And, you know, I, I believe that even if you're even if your time doesn't come with one thing, like maybe you want to be a rapper or something like that. And, you know, you've been rapping for years and it's just not paying off. Maybe that's not the main thing you need to be working on. Maybe you're meant to be something else. But, you know, rap is kind of the thing you're doing right now. And it, it's not like you can't continue to rap. But it's like, you know, if one thing's not working try out other things and you never know you might wind up liking something else more than what you felt like you were destined to do so at the end of the day don't be jealous of people because at the end of the day comparison is the thief of joy and if you live your life being jealous of other people and wishing you had and wishing you had what they had you're gonna live a very miserable life like my friends you could say some of my friends are more successful than me but I don't feel any ounce of jealousy for them. I'm actually happy for them. So, you know, if anybody's doing better than me, you know, hey, I'm happy for you, bruh. And I'm going to just keep doing me. You know, I do music. I do my, I'm, you know, I'm trying to do my film stuff. I'm doing, you know, YouTube, this podcast. Like, I'm working on me every day. So if you got success going on, hey, salute to you. I'm going to keep doing me. Um... So the next topic is, like I said, I want to touch on dating. Yeah, y'all, I think think I'm done. (laughs) I think I'm done dating for a while. And I always tell my friends this, but I never follow through. And the reason I never follow through is, I'm not going to lie, there's just too many girls that I'd be attracted to, especially on my Instagram. Like... To be honest, I'm not the best person with dating history or anything at all. And matter of fact, I did post something on my story recently where I was calling out, I was calling out, you know, how women always generalize men and they be like, oh, men ain't shit. Men ain't this. Like, men is horrible. And in my post, I was just saying that when it comes to women... We could also say that women ain't shit, just like how men say, you know, or just like how women say men ain't shit. But the thing with me is I wasn't trying to generalize. What I was saying was I personally and my friends have dealt with women that hasn't been shit and that has kind of put us through the same thing that women say they go through with men. So I was just simply saying that the women that I was messing with wasn't shit, but... (laughs) One of my friends, who's a female, and if she does listen to my podcast and she knows who she knows who she is, she tried to say that I was generalizing women when I was saying no. I was saying specifically the women that I messed with wasn't shit. But with all the experiences that me and my friends and other people I know that dealt with toxic women has been through, I mean, we I'm just saying that we could say the same thing as y'all. But I'm just saying that personally, I dealt with bad women. But besides that little story and that little tangent, 
the reason I, I I feel very compelled to be done with dating is just like I said, I just dealt with too many bad women nowadays. Like, I don't know what it is. It's kind of hard to find like an actual like good girl out here. Like, you know how women always be saying they want to find a good man. It's kind of hard to find a good woman out here because you know, a lot of these girls they they be they they really be on their hoe shit right now and me. I'm not really with, I'm not with all that hoe shit right now. I mean, hey, we're young. You do you. You can do whatever you want. But personally, me, I ain't with all that hoe shit. And not only that, these girls, like, and I'm not saying all women, but the women that I personally mess with, like, they be wanting to get spoiled and they act like they don't really know how to do things for themselves. And... Me, I can't do, you know, I can't be with a woman that want to be spoiled all the time and that, you know, don't want nothing for herself. Like, I can't deal with a girl with no ambition or someone that can't take care of themselves because it's just basically the women that I've been raised by and that I grew up around. Like, I can't do that. Like, my mom, she's someone where, and actually, let me say this. A lot of the girls that I mess with, when they have issues, they'll cry about it and they'll complain and stuff like that. And my thing is, of course, a partner is someone where you can share your, you know, your feelings with and stuff like that. I don't mind my partner sharing their feelings with me. I don't mind them, you know, telling me what their issues are. But my thing is, okay, you're telling me your issues. So once you're done venting and you're, once you're done telling me, you know, about it, what are you going to do about it? And that's the type of women that I mess with. They they complain, but they don't have a plan to get themselves out of it. And that's part of the reason why I want to be done dating right now. Because I can't take a woman that will complain and not have a plan to go with it. Like, like I said, my mom, she's always been someone where she may complain about stuff, but she's going to have a solution or she's going to think of something to get herself out of the situation that she's in. Same with my sister, Shantae. Um, actually, I can just say all my sisters. All my sisters, like, they they ain't going to sit around waiting for a man or anybody to help them out with a situation. If they got a situation, they're going to get themselves out of it. So that I, I feel like it's the type of women that I grew up around and the type of women that raised me that I can't allow myself to be with a woman that's just going to complain or be on ho shit or anything like that because the women I was raised by was never on that type of stuff. They had good morals. Like, you know... If I'm in a situation, I'm going to think of a plan to get myself out of it. I'm not going to sit around crying and complaining about it. So that's something that, you know, the women in my life taught me, you know, growing up with the mom that I had and growing up with the sisters I had and the aunts I had and even my cousins who's around the same age as me, they don't go for none of that hoe shit or none of that weak shit. Like they, they basically go getters. Basically, I'm saying I need a woman that's a go-getter and I need a woman that's going to keep it all the way real and all the all the women that I've ever dated they like they actually I won't say all of them there's one that I'll say you know she she's a problem solver she's a go-getter but most of the women I've dated they just like to cry and complain and have someone else take care of them when really I want a boss I want somebody that's that's like all right I got a problem and I'm gonna solve it and like you know 
I just can't deal with that. But <sighs> dating in this day and age is very crazy. And it's like, I don't know. A lot of people always say dating is crazy for women, but like, it's crazy for the men too. Like, they always want to bring up how guys will be fuckboys and like screw women over. But like, guys like me who don't screw women over, that ain't on that fuckboy shit. Like, it's really hard for us too. Trust me. It, it is hard for us too. So, yeah. I, I'm just like, you know dating nowadays is just crazy and to be honest i'm just about to keep myself away from that i'm just about to do me i'm just about to stay single because like i said man you know people will go all day talking about the guys that ain't shit but there's really women out there that ain't shit either and like i said i'm not talking about all women because there's a lot of great women out here but it's just like you know or when I say out here, I mean like in general. Like there's a lot of great women out there, but it seems like the women in my city and like the women that I meet, they ain't really the great ones. So I mean, I'ma say this. Dating is hard for everybody, men and females. or male and females. But the thing is, you know, I'm not gonna generalize and say, you know, I'm done with all women, all women is horrible. There is great women out there. It's just a lot of hard work to find them. So, you know, I'm going to chill out right now. But when I find, when I feel like, you know, it's time for me to go back out in the dating world and look for that woman again, then that's when I'm going to go look for them. But right now, I'm just chilling, man. And, you know, like I said, I made this podcast so that everybody can discuss and talk about these things with me. So if you guys you know, have anything to say about dating in this generation, then get to the comments, you know, um, if you are listening to this through one of the streaming services, you know, my socials, you can find my socials, Tevin.Jameer, hey, look at me plugging my damn social media in the middle of my podcast, but, like, if you guys, um, want to have a discussion about this like you know just hit me up leave something in the comments because like i said i've made this podcast to build dialogue so that's just my stance on dating nowadays it just really it just seems like dating right now just ain't for me it just seems like i just need to focus on my school stuff and my youtube and my music or whatever is going on with me but i just need to focus on myself right now and Whenever that whenever that nice woman comes into my life that is a boss and that can hold her own when she comes into my life, I'm not going to hesitate to go at that. So, yeah. Um, the next topic that I want to talk about is this monkeypox thing that's going on. So, there's this um, disease called monkeypox going around and I don't know the full extent to that thing. But it, it seems like it seems like we're about to go into another lockdown because that's what I've been hearing that there's the possibility we're about to go into another lockdown. What what the hell is monkeypox for real for real? Because I'm hearing about it, but I'm checking to make sure my camera is still recording. But I'm hearing about it, but I'm just like. What, what is it for real? Because at one point, I'm hearing that it's just like a regular disease that you can catch. And then, in other words, and like, and, or not in other words, but in other situations, I'm seeing that it's like a sexually transmitted disease. Like, you have to have sex with people to get it. So I'm like, what the hell is this thing? Because it seems like you can just get it 
just any type of way. And like I said, it's getting more serious where I, every day I keep going on social media and I keep seeing um, new stories with every like with people having it. And to be honest, first off, I just got to say, I get that it's like a, a disease that's going around right now. And I get that you guys want to share your story. But please, can can less people post their monkeypox stories? Because I'm getting tired of seeing that all over your face. I feel uncomfortable looking at it. Like, it looks disgusting. But, yeah. Um, this seems to be like a serious thing that's going on right now. And... From what I'm hearing, we're probably gonna get back, we're probably gonna go into another lockdown because of it, and you know that's gonna be a crazy thing because like you know everybody keeps saying we're we're post COVID, we're not post COVID. Um, COVID is still very much going on. It just we're just not as focused like we're not as focused on it as we were, but definitely COVID is still going on. A lot of people seem to act like we're just moving on from COVID. Like, we still got to worry about it. At least I still worry about it. But, um, yeah. it's Yeah, people are saying that we're going to go back into another lockdown. And I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know if I could do another one. The last lockdown was horrible for me. I, I don't know if I can do another one. To be honest, a lockdown, the last lockdown wasn't even really a lockdown for me, for real. Because... I work at Walmart, so, you know, while everybody else is staying home, we're still working. So, as far as the work front, you know, lockdown was not really much different for me. But the thing that would be different is definitely going to malls, going to the movies. Like, I'm not going to lie, I would be bored as hell if we went back into another lockdown. Because the last one was already tough. Because one of my main things I like to do is really hang out with my friends and do things with my family and stuff like that. But if we get into another lockdown, that's about to be ass because, like, I'm not trying to sit at home literally doing nothing. And also, school is going to be hard again, too, because like the last lockdown, oh, my God, school was hard with Zoom and all of that. I don't want to go back to that. See, I'm someone... A lot of people like doing classes from home and stuff like that. That's not me. I like in person. Like, I feel like I learn better in person. And I just can't do school online. Like, I can't do that. I, I can't stand doing that. So, if we do go into another lockdown, that is going to be hell. Um, I, like I said, I don't know the full details with this monkeypox thing. But I really hope, like, we really... I really hope we find a way to get this under control because I really don't want to go through, you know, what we went through years ago when COVID first came out. And I just really want to know what is the background of this thing, because it, it, it just seemed to have come out of nowhere. And I'm hearing so many conflicting reports, especially like I said, like some reports say that you can get it normally. Some reports say that you get it sexually. So I don't know really I, that's the weird thing about monkeypox it's like this is a thing that seems to be spreading with a lot of people but it seems like for the most part we don't really know a lot of like a lot of stuff about it we don't know like concrete facts about it so you know all i'm gonna say is you know right now it seems like things is going crazy with all these millions different diseases and covid variants and stuff like that so you know when you're out be careful you know um 
stay protected, you know, do, do the normal procedures, just stay protected, stay away from people that you might, you might not know like that, and if you are going to go into crowded spaces, like, just know what you're getting into, know the risk you're taking, because me, like, you know, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm a saint, like, I don't go to clubs and hang out around a lot of people, but... You know, at least when I go, I kind of know what I'm getting myself into. And if I was to catch something, then, you know, I'm, I'm not going to blame it on anybody else. I'm just going to say, hey, I went out there. I did what I did. And, hey, I got it. So, yeah. So, as far as monkeypox, everybody, please stay safe. Because I know I don't want to go back into another lockdown. I know y'all don't want to go into another lockdown. So, yeah. Uh, like I said, just stay safe out there. I'm sorry if I keep looking down while talking and everything like that. It's because, like I said last episode, I don't want my camera to shut off in the middle of me recording because the camera overheats when you record for a long time. Luckily, I think I have a solution. Um, I'm going to buy an Elgato cam link. And apparently when you do it that like that, then... Um, Cause right now, you know, I got my setup with my laptop and everything right here, but I'm not recording off my laptop. I'm recording off the camera itself. But apparently, you know, with the Elgato Cam Link, you can plug it into your laptop, and it acts. It, it basically turns your camera into a webcam. So when I buy that, cause I'm gonna buy it pretty soon. When I buy that, basically, it's gonna be filming on my camera opposed to the camera itself. So. Hopefully that fixes the issue that I'm having with the camera possibly turning off at any moment when it overheats. So, so, like I said, sorry if I keep looking down. I mean, if you're watching this on YouTube, then you can see me looking down constantly. But if you're listening to it, you know, don't worry about what I'm saying right now. But, like, sorry if I keep looking down. But, you know, I'm looking down at topics and I'm also making sure that the camera isn't off. But, um... Also, if I'm going through these topics too fast, you know, like I said, this this is a new podcast. So if you guys have any comments, you know, hit me up on my socials, leave comments in the YouTube uh, comment section. Just let me know if I'm going through topics too fast. And because, you know, this is a new podcast. If you guys feel like there's any improvements I need to make, just let me know. Um, so the next topic, um, vabbing. Vabbing is this trend I've been seeing on TikTok, and it's a trend that women is doing where, okay, um, if I have any family members, especially my nieces or nephews or like any fa younger family members, if I got any younger family members watching um, my podcast right now, then I advise that you guys, you know, skip this topic. Of course, after I go on my rant about <laughs> about my about my uh, camera recording of course it stops recording but um vabbing now like I said final warning family members um anybody that don't want to hear me cursing or anything like that this is your time to click off but y'all know how it is this is my podcast I made this so I could talk honestly I made this so I can say my thoughts honestly so if you guys don't want to hear it I advise you guys dip now but Basically, vabbing is this trend that's been going on on TikTok. And I mean, this trend has been going on for a while now, so y'all probably already know, but I'm just explaining for people that don't know it. Vabbing is this trend 
on TikTok where let's just say that women takes their juices and then they rub it on themselves. Basically, they take their pussy water. Um, <laughs> they take their pussy juice and they rub it all over themselves. And <laughs> my brother is here while I'm filming this episode. He was like the last episode. He was at work when I was filming the last episode. But he's he's here now in the other room. So he's probably hearing me talk about women, you know, spreading their pussy juice on themselves. But yes, basically they they take their fluids and they rub it on themselves. And they say that it's a way to attract men. And what made what made the whole thing so crazy to me is when I was watching these YouTube videos talking about the trend, they were showing like different women that were that were showing like they were making videos talking about the results and talking about them doing it and and stuff like that and what killed me is most of the girls in the videos looked pretty like they looked so good and i'm just like you guys are doing all this extra stuff and you guys are doing all that to attract men like you didn't need to do that like you really did not need to do that like especially one of them like they were like the girl is beautiful the girl was beautiful and she was she was talking about how she put it on at the gym and she was saying that like three or four guys came up to her and i'm like yo y'all y'all really did not have to do all that like like as far as knowing how it smells and possibly knowing how it tastes like Come on, man. We can figure that out later. Like, you know, that kind of comes with the dating territory. But I mean, like, eventually we're going to figure out what it smells like and what it tastes like. But my thing, well, I like to figure out what it tastes <laughs> Oh, man. I can already imagine some of the comments I'm going to get for family members. Like, okay, guys. Okay, yes, I'm a man. I'm a man. I like women. I like doing that to women. So yes, I'm going to find out what it tastes like. But basically, knowing what it smells and tastes like and all that, we're going to figure out that later. So why do you have to rub that on you to attract men? Because I'm going to keep it real. I'm going to keep it all the way real. Women don't really have to do much to attract men. And I'm pretty sure women knows this themselves. But like, like y'all really don't have to do much at all to attract men because even the most ugliest women I've ever seen got men like like that wrapped around their finger there's there's this one girl that I grew up with and I never found her attractive she doesn't really look good to me at all and matter of fact this isn't just a me thing like a lot of other guys would also talk about how this girl don't really look attractive or anything like that and basically, once we got to, to like late middle school, high school, basically when everybody, you know, started to get more into, you know, more sexual activity, that's when guys really started, you know, to mess with this girl a lot. Like, and there was particularly one period where like this girl, like I said, had dudes wrapped around her finger. Like this girl is ugly as hell, but like she is out here making these men go crazy and I remember I asked one of the guys, I'm like, what do you see? Like, what do you see in her? Because, like, even to this day, 
I still don't even find her attractive. I'm like, what do y'all see in her? And he was like, man, she got the fatty. That the like she got she got the fatty. The the, the boobs be looking right. Like like they over here going crazy over her body when her face doesn't even really look that good to me. I mean, hey, beauty's within the eyes of the beholder. I'm getting myself off track. Basically, what I'm saying is women don't have to do much to attract men. And I can't think of, like, I really want to know who started that vabbing trend because it's like, were you really that down bad from attracting men that you had to go that far to rubbing that all over you? Like, were you really that down bad? I don't know. Um, That was just a very interesting very interesting trend i hope that you know like i said i'm done with data i mean shit you gotta see this vabbing trend this is partly why i don't want to date nowadays because people really be on some weird shit like in the dating culture but like i mean if I'm going to meet a new girl, I really hope that she doesn't do that type of stuff because, like, you know, I, I can't do none of that weird shit. Like, I always, me and my friends always joke about how I want a crazy girl or a girl that's, like, out of the box. But, like, you know, I'm not looking for a girl that out of the box. Like, that's, <laughs> you, you putting, you putting your things you're spreading your aroma outside the box if you <laughs> you know what I'm saying but like yeah um I just hope like hey whoever my future girlfriend is whoever my future wife is if you're watching this uh, who knows maybe the girl I'm meant to be with is watching this or listening to this right now or maybe in the future we'll go back and watch this together or you might maybe you might watch this on your own but I just hope you weren't on none of that weird shit and if you were like you know i hope you're not on that weird shit but if you are then please just don't let me know about it but chances are if i knew you were on that weird shit i'm probably not even gonna be with you to that point so yeah it's stuff like this that makes me need like not even want to date nowadays man like because men and women be tripping bruh I'm part like I I kind of want to name this episode comparison is the thief of joy but I might wind up naming this men and women be tripping but I'm actually I'm gonna save that title for another episode because I already talked to one of my friends about guest starring on the show and when when they guest star we're going to um talk about that post I was talking about earlier where I was talking about how men and women both be on some dumb shit so i might save the i might save that title for that episode but for right now yeah comparison to thieves of joy but yeah th this whole dating culture and the, and the vabbing like what the hell is going on with us like this is a weird generation for dating especially when you add social media and all that to the mix it, it's just very weird um the next topic is this pink sauce that also is seemed to be a trend on Vine. I mean, not Vine. Damn, I miss Vine. But um, seemed to be a trend on TikTok. So there's this woman named Chef P or Chef Pi or however you say her name. Um, she invented this pink sauce and, you know people was very interested in wondering what it tasted like and 
stuff like that. And she started to sell the pink sauce. And it seems that the selling of the pink sauce just didn't work out because some people would say that their sauce expired in the mail. Some have shown that it busted. Some people also looked at the label and saw that the ingredients wasn't spelled correctly or that, you know, it seems like she misrepresented the ingredients. So I'm just going to say this. Where y'all messed up in the first place was ordering pink sauce from a woman who does not own her own company and that self-proclaims that she is a chef. It, it, from what I've seen, it doesn't even look like she has any proof that she was an official chef like she says she is. So why are you guys ordering a product? Not, not only that, sauce, this sauce costs 20 damn dollars. I'm not paying $20 for no damn sauce. Y'all got me chalked if y'all think I'm gonna do that. But my thing is, you are paying $20 for sauce from a woman that doesn't own her own company or anything like that. This person is literally just making it in their home and selling it to y'all. And y'all felt comfortable enough. Like, you really don't know what's in it. And I, I mean, I don't think she had, like, any cruel intentions on, like, what she put in it. I think she's scamming people, if I'm going to be honest. I, I see it as a scam. But, like, as far as, like, the ingredients inside it, I don't think she's purposely going out her way to make people sick or anything like that. If anybody is sick from it, I have heard that people has gotten sick from it. But, like, I don't think... As far as what she's putting in it, I don't think she's intentionally trying to hurt people with the ingredients. But my thing is, I'm not going to trust sauce made by somebody if they're not, you know, sponsored by a company or part of a company. Or even if you're not sponsored or anything like that, I'm not going to trust, you know, sauce from anybody if we don't even see that you're an official chef like you claim to be. Like, if you're a self-proclaimed chef then you can keep that, like, you gotta have some type of resume, you know, what are artists or rich people or whoever, who did you cook for? Like, why why did y'all put this much trust in her? Because she made sauce that we never seen before? Y'all got me messed up. Like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not getting that. And then, see me, even if I did have the trust and all that, once I saw that the sauce was $20, I already would've gave up and been like, nah, man, like, there's certain things I'll buy for like a certain price, but sauce, I'm not paying $20 for sauce. Like, if that's how y'all want to spend y'all money, hey, we all work for our money, or at least I would hope most of us would work for our money, but like, it, we work for our money. If you want to spend your money that type of way, then by all means, you do that. But me, I'm not going to spend 20 something dollars on some damn sauce. Y'all got me messed up on that. But yeah, um, I just don't know where people thought this was going to be a good thing. Like buying pink sauce from someone that don't look official at all. Like I don't see how y'all would have thought that would work out. So um, I think she should hang it up. I don't think she should be doing this sauce anymore. So I mean, I don't know what she's up to. I don't really go on TikTok like that. I just like to bring these topics to you guys that I see on the internet. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, I mean, if she is still doing it, I think she should just hang it up because it seems like she's getting a lot of complaints for it. And if you guys are buying... The pink sauce then you guys are stupid if i'm gonna be honest like why would you do that um i i just don't understand why someone would do that the one thing i will say though is if you're buying this pink sauce but you were against the covid vaccine then you are really dumb as hell like you you are you're really dumb because now i'm not someone where i'm not gonna hang with someone just because you know, they didn't get the vaccine. The, getting the vaccine is your choice. But the thing that got me when people said that they didn't want to take the vaccine and a lot of the common excuses I hear about people not wanting to take the vaccine is, oh, we don't really know what's in it. But my thing is, I mean, if we want to if we want to keep it all the way real, all these all these meds that people be taking and the stuff that we get from these big pharmaceutical companies, we really don't know what's in it. Like, you know, they have the ingredients right there, but like, if these are government made, you know, um, medications from these big pharmaceutical companies, like they could lie at any point. And that's the one thing people kind of pick and choose when they want to trust the government. Because, you know, you'll trust the government with these regular meds that you buy over the counter and like stuff from Walmart or, you know, from your local CVS or anything like that. You guys will trust the, the government and the big pharmaceutical companies when it comes to that. But when it comes to the COVID-19 vaccine, that's when you want to question what they're really up to. Like, if you're going to hate on one thing hate on the other but i tie this back to the pink sauce because you're buying pink sauce where this is like this isn't no government this isn't no company this isn't anything this is a woman making this in her house where she could literally put anything in it and you guys are buying it and you guys are trusting the label as much as you can and i mean you kind of have to trust the label if you buy it because nobody else is going to tell you what's really in it or not and yes i I've, I've seen people actually call out that she's put the wrong amount of doses and that she put the wrong type of stuff in the ingredients part so my thing is you guys are very trusting of someone that's making sauce in their house on their own time but you guys don't trust a vaccine for a deadly virus it's like like by all means 
you don't have to take the virus but i'm just saying that if anybody bought this sauce but they were skeptical of the virus you're stupid because honestly in that situation you should be skeptical of both because if you're gonna say one you did and covid if you're gonna say you don't know what's in it then you definitely do not know what's in this pink sauce so I'm just saying, if anybody refused to take the vaccine, but they got the sauce, like, you are really, you are really so damn stupid. And if something happens to you, I hope you get sick from the sauce, because it's like, that, that, that is just a stupid mind state to have. Um, damn, I just, I, I noticed I keep talking about COVID throughout this episode. Trust me, this is not a COVID episode. I'm not forcing my views on anybody. Take the vaccine if you want to. Don't take it. Either way, I don't really care. I'm just saying, I'm just pointing out the inconsistencies that some people have. But um, yeah, take the virus at your own cost. Um, next is, and I'm, damn, I notice I always say um when I'm switching next topics. But uh, here, here I am saying uh instead of um. Um, next is this Will Smith. Apology. So earlier this week, Will Smith uh, issued another video apology to Chris Rock, and he was saying that when it comes to like talking to Chris, he said that Chris Rock refused to talk about it. Like he's just not ready to talk about it right now. I mean, he's making jokes about it when he goes on stage, but he, I guess, he's just not ready to have a real conversation about it. And you know, Will Smith, he was saying that he's he basically saying sorry to Chris and his family and he was saying that um that he was so caught up in the moment that's why he didn't apologize you know when he gave his speech or anything like that if I'm going to be honest because I didn't I didn't have this podcast when the whole situation went down I honestly felt I feel different degrees on that situation on the one hand, when it came to Chris Rock, now if you personally ask me, I don't feel like I don't feel like there's a limit to comedy. I feel like anybody can joke on anything they want. You can kind of spin anything into a joke. So I feel like anything can be joked on. But the thing is, when you make that joke, you better know what you're getting into. So when it comes to Chris Rock, I don't I don't feel like it was a bad thing for him to make fun of her alopecia uh jada's alopecia and the thing is when people was reporting it they were making it sound like alopecia is a deadly disease but from all the research i've done it doesn't seem to be deadly at all so people was acting like he made fun of this woman having cancer or something like you know if if she had cancer then i could then i can understand the anger then i would also be pissed too because i know people that have died from cancer and stuff like that so yeah i can understand that issue but you know the whole alopecia thing and that it's really just a thing about balding like it's not a deadly disease so i don't really think it's out of bounds to be joked on now the one thing i will say with chris is that even though alopecia is not a deadly disease you probably should have expected that you probably should have had it in your mind that will could probably get pissed off about you telling a joke at his wife's expense so i will say that for chris rock but i don't think the joke in itself was too bad and honestly 
the joke wasn't even really that funny to be honest the whole situation like will smacking him after that made the joke more funnier because like you slapped him and you lost your cool over a joke that wasn't that funny but I I, I, just, I just don't feel like Chris was in the wrong. I do feel like, you know, before you came up with that joke, you probably should have thought about what the consequences were. Because like I said, you can joke on anything, but just know that consequences may happen. But I don't think Chris was really in the wrong in this situation. I will say who I feel like is really in the wrong is Will Smith. Because I never really seen anybody take this approach to the conversation but honestly i felt like i feel like will smacking chris was a bitch move and that's because a lot of people has tried will smith a lot of people has made a lot of jokes at will and jada's expense but it seems like he waited to take it out on someone who seemed harmless like i know people will probably point to when he slapped that um photographer or or he, it was like someone part of um, it was someone's part of the press or something like that. There's like a video of him smacking someone at like a red carpet event or something like that. And the, the, the first off, that was a very sissy slap. Same with Chris Rocks. Like I've seen, I've seen so many other people slap harder than you, Chris. Like I mean, I keep getting them mixed up. But I've seen people slap uh, people harder. Will like that slap wasn't shit. But um. I just felt like Will saved his anger for someone that doesn't present themselves in that tough way. Because like I said, a lot of people has made jokes at Chris, or not Chris, Will and Jada's expense. Especially when the whole August Alcina thing happened and the whole entanglement thing happened. My thing is, bruh, August Alcina made a whole song bragging about how he was like donkey fucking the life out of your wife. And you did nothing but cry on her red table talk. Like, what What the hell? Like, why didn't you have that same energy for August Alsina, the guy that's bragging about doing things with your wife? But when it comes to Chris Rock, he made a joke about how your wife is balding, and then that's when you want to start being a tough guy. Like, that's where I had my issues with Will. Because Will, he's not a tough guy. He, he's really not tough at all. He's soft as hell. And he took it out on someone else that also doesn't present themselves in a tough light. Like, where would that energy for, you know, someone that has put themselves in that type of light? See, I feel like Will did it because he could get away with it. If he tried to do that with someone like August Alsina or anybody else that tried him, he wouldn't have been able to get away with that. So that's where my problem is with will because it's like you knew what you were doing you knew that um you weren't gonna face that much repercussion and like people will probably say like oh yeah his career like he got dropped from this film and these companies don't want to work with him honestly i don't i don't see that being the case I, I feel like the situation is still hot so that's probably why he's not getting as much work right now or anything but this is will smith we're talking about like like give it a few years hell maybe even give it a few months he's gonna be back to having a lot of opportunities again because this is will smith we're talking about like I know that, and I guess this kind of ties back into one of the things I talked about last week with black people in Hollywood and, you know, black people in the entertainment industry, but there is certain black 
entertainers where they do get to a point where they're kind of untouchable in a way. Like, I know a lot of people like to say, like, oh, I mean, they're still black at the end of the day, so they can always be touched in this entertainment industry. But I do feel like there are certain entertainers where they've reached the point to where they can't be touched in this entertainment industry. Think of, like, a Tyler Perry or a Oprah or something like that. I would also put Will Smith in that same ballpark. Like, a lot of people are saying that Will Smith's career is over, but it's really not because this is Will Smith we're talking about. This ain't no regular, like, just black actor or anything like that. This is Will Smith we're talking about. So I think his career will be fine, and I feel like that's why he did it, because he knew he could get away with it, but also because he knew that Chris Rock wasn't going to bring any repercussion to him. He saved his he saved up all his pent-up anger and all his energy for someone that he knew wasn't going to like come back at him with that same aggression. So I'm I'm someone where if you're going to keep your energy for one person, keep the energy for the other person. And I get that you got to pick and fight your battles sometimes. Like I do get that. And, and I'm not saying I'm not sitting here saying you got to pump your chest out at everybody that tries you cuz like I said, picking your battles is a real thing, but it's like Will, I feel like in this situation, you knew what you were doing because there were so many people that came at you and Jada's career like over the years, or not career, but your relationship over the years. But you want to save all your energy for someone like Chris Rock, who, I mean, as much as I like Chris Rock, he kind of comes off as soft as well. So you saved all your energy for someone else that you knew wasn't really going to bring no static towards you. But I think the main problem here with the whole Chris Rock and Will Smith thing, is Jada. I don't think Jada is a good partner for um, Will Smith. And I've seen a lot of video essays saying that Jada is manipulating Will and that she basically controls him and stuff like that. I wouldn't say that. I just feel like their personalities are just too different. Like, when you... Because in the same... In these same video essays that I watch and, you know, the stuff I see online, Will basically, you know, he's more of a sensitive family type of guy and all that. And Jada is a very much a free-spirited type of person. Like, I even heard that she never even really wanted to get married to Will. But it's just like... It's just like you I don't think Jada is a manipulative person like a lot of people are saying. I don't think she's evil. I do I do feel like in that moment I do feel like she did have I did feel like she played a big role in why Will smacked Chris, but overall I don't think she's a manipulative or evil person. I just don't think with the two like their type of personalities, I just don't think it matches. So in my honest opinion, I don't think they should be together, but I'm not going to sit here and go out the gate like other people are saying where she's manipulative and evil and all that. It just I just feel like they're just two completely different people, but they've been together for so long and they got kids and, you know, they're they're just kind of associated with each other now to where it's kind of too late to end things. So, yeah, that's that's my thought. Like I got thoughts on everybody in this situation, but it just I just really feel like, just like what everybody else felt like, I just felt like that whole situation really could have been avoided, and I don't think it needed to go that far with the type of joke that was said, because if, if alopecia was a deadly disease, then I can see it, but like, 
from what I know, it's not a deadly disease. From all the research I did, it's not deadly. So I don't think it should have gotten that far in the first place. So this whole situation could have been avoided. Now, I know this is about to sound very hypocritical, seeing how I just made like a whole topic of it, but I don't think, or what am I saying? I think we should just let this damn conversation go. I, I'm kind of tired of talking about the Will Smith and Chris Rock thing. I mean, I gave you guys my full thoughts because I couldn't talk about it before making this podcast, but... I just think that we need to move on from the situation. It's it's very tired. Um, like I said, Will, his career is going to be just fine. Just give it time. It's going to be just fine. Chris is just fine. Jada is going to keep being Jada. Like Everything is going to kind of go back to normal. So I really don't feel like we need to be talking about this that much longer. And besides, I do feel like it's stupid how we're still talking about it to this day. But there's more serious things going on in the world that we kind of just sweep under the rug. But we keep talking about this Will, Jada, and Chris Rock thing. So I just feel like it's a stupid thing to keep bringing up. But... That's it as far as like, you know, real world topics and stuff like that. The rest of the topics I have for us today is all entertainment stuff. And the first entertainment thing I really want to get into is Power Raising Canaan. Oh boy, yo, I can't wait for that show to come back. So recently we got a trailer for season two of Raising Canaan, which I'm so glad is coming back because out of all the Power spinoffs, that is my favorite spinoff. Um, for all my listeners or viewers that never watched Power before, I advise you, please, please watch Power. Power is such an amazing show. And the thing that gets me with Power is that I don't know as of right now, but I know when Game of Thrones was on, um, Power was the second most popular premium network series. It was just right under Game of Thrones, but it seems like Power don't get as much love because, and I mean, I'm going to keep it all the way real. I don't think I get as much love in the industry because it's a black series. It's mostly a black series. But the, that's the thing with Power, though. It got a lot of different actors. Like, it's not just a black series. Like, it has a lot of Hispanic actors. Has My camera went out and I had to let it cool off. But in between takes, I've actually seen that um, legendary NBA player Bill Russell has died. So I do just want to say RIP to him before I continue on with the topic. So just a moment of silence for Bill Russell. Okay. So back to what I was saying as far as power. I was saying that power it isn't just like a black series it's a show where there's a lot of different races in there blacks asians whites hispanics like there's a lot of different races in that series and it's just sad that i feel like power really gets overlooked because and i i think i said this plenty i think i've actually said this in the last episode where other shows like actors from other shows like euphoria like they get a lot of opportunities to show up on like daytime shows and stuff like that and they get like a lot of awards especially the emmy awards they released their nomination pretty recently and a lot of 
actors and actresses from Euphoria has been nominated for a lot of, you know, awards, but nobody from Power was nominated for anything, especially Patina Miller, who plays Kanan's mom in Raising Kanan. And, like, she is amazing in that show. So it's it just feels very... It just feels very wrong to me that she has not, at least her, like if anybody in the Power Universe was going to get nominated for anything, at least her, she didn't get nominated for anything. And I just find that very, like, I just find that very weird because, like, for a show like Power, who, now I don't know the numbers right now, I don't know if Euphoria beat power in terms of popularity but like power was still number two under game of thrones even when euphoria first premiered so last time i checked power is still more popular than euphoria power is still has more notoriety with fans and you know tv watchers than euphoria but yet it keeps being overlooked by you know daytime shows and award shows and stuff like that but basically I hope that with Raising Kanan Season 2 and as the Power Universe continues, I really hope we do eventually get to a point where Power will start to be recognized because, you know, not even just the original show, but even the spinoffs, like, they are amazing series. And, I mean, I have my issues with Book 2, but overall, like, on a filmmaking standpoint and all that, Book 2 is still a great show. So, it's just like... The whole power universe, like, we finally, we need a mainstream win for this series because the power universe is such a, is such an amazing universe and, like, a lot of the series are great, or all of them are great, and what Courtney Kemp has made is, is something you can never take away from her. She has made a great universe of series that, like, I feel like will go down in history as some of the best TV series. And if it's not, if it doesn't go down in history as some of the best TV series of all time, then shoot, the original Power and Raising Kanan from how it's going, they're going to be up there for me. So I really just hope with Power, Raising Kanan, now that it's on the second season, I hope more people check it out. Um, if you're a fan of mine, then I hope you guys check it out because it's really such a great show and I feel like more people need to pay attention to it, especially in the industry. But, you know... If the industry isn't going to listen, then, you know, us re us regular, everyday people need to listen to it. So I really hope you guys check out Power because it really is such an amazing show. Um, Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As a contractor, I choose hardy fiber cement because I've seen it outperform wood-based siding and other hard siding materials. The high-quality craftsmanship translates into beautiful and durable results that leave our customers at GFidel extremely satisfied. Using Hardy Siding has significantly reduced my callbacks and warranty claims, too. At James Hardy, we're here to support you. From training materials to resources that can help you generate a greater profit, learn more about growing your business with us at jameshardy.com build. The next topic that I have is I promised you guys next or I promised you guys last week that I would talk about nope spoilers 
and I would talk about my theory on how Jordan Peele's movies are connected. Now, before I get to my theory, I want to say that after I filmed episode one of this podcast, I did go see Nope again in theaters. And I will say that, like, Nope, like, there's a lot of things that I appreciate so much more after seeing it the second time. Like, one of the things I said was, you know, about a character's backstory that I felt like was unnecessary. Like, it adds context, but it's overall unnecessary. And I said that they should have showed the flashback at the beginning instead of, like, where they did show it in the movie. What I'll say is this. The backstory, I still feel like overall... I still feel like overall was unnecessary and I do feel like yes it adds context and it does push the message more but I still don't feel like it was fully needed but what I will say that I was wrong about was where they placed the flashback at. I was saying at first that I feel like they should have put the flashback at the beginning of the film but re-watching it and seeing how the flashback flowed into the rest of the events of that chapter it made a lot of sense why he put the flashback to at that point in the film so while i do feel like the overall flashback was unnecessary and that it only just added context and you know pushed the message story i mean pushed the message further i do appreciate where he placed the flashback at because it does add more to that chapter that the flashback is put into and if you've seen the movie then you know what i'm talking about now my overall theory with Jordan Peele's movies. And like I said, this this has to do with Nope spoilers. So if you have not seen the movie, skip this. If you're watching on YouTube, click to the next topic. But this has to do with spoilers. So like I said, if you have not seen the movie, check it out. But I mean, Jordan Peele is kind of one of those directors where even people that aren't into psychological thrillers or movies with messages, they still see his movies anyway. So if you haven't seen it yet, you just kind of lacking, but I've given you my warning. So now let's get into it. So my theory with Jordan Peele's movies. Now, a lot of people have been wondering if his movies take place in the same universe, like physically. And for Get Out and Us, I was kind of debating whether his movies were in the same universe physically. But as time goes on, I'm starting to feel like it's more of a thematic or message thing why they're all connected. And I know that he said that his films were connected in the ways that he wants to show how humans are real, are really the monsters and stuff like that. But I feel like he has another thing that's going on in his movies. And like I, like I said in the last episode, I don't know if he's doing this on purpose. But what I've picked apart from, and I, I don't know how this really, I mean, I don't know how this theory goes with other religions, but I am Christian. So I noticed that a lot of his films kind of go back to Christian themes. So I feel like my overall theory with Jordan Peele's movies so far, and I feel like my theory will update as his films go on. But as of right now, I feel like the theory kind of has to do with people playing God and people taking control of or people trying to take control of things that they really shouldn't be like when you watch Get Out, um, I forget the name of the society, but the society that Chris finds himself in the middle of, 
where they take their spirits or not really their spirits but they transfer their lives into a, another person's body he used he used racism to tell the story of that but i feel like there's a deeper religious theme to it to where people are trying to play god to the point where they're literally trying to keep themselves alive by transferring their you know their essence into another person's body they're trying to transfer their being into another person's body which you know when your time is up your time is up like don't try to cheat death don't try to um challenge god and don't try to be god and that's basically without them realizing it or i don't know if they do realize it and get out they were basically doing that they were basically trying to play god by prolonging their lives and trying to and trying to make themselves better by taking over the bodies of black people so that's where i feel like the religious theme is found in there then with us it was sh it was said that the government made these doubles so that they could learn how to control people up top now listen to what they said they tried to control people with their clone <laughs> man i sound like a, i sound like a conspiracy theorist right now listen to what i just said but now um they're trying to use the tethered to control people up top and they said in the movie something like they can control the bodies but they can't control the soul and basically once again you're trying to play god you're trying to make doubles of people so that basically you can control their soul you can control them as people which that's not what you're supposed to do so one movie get out basically saw people transferring into other people's bodies so they can live longer get out or no us basically was people making doubles so that they can control people and you never know if you're making doubles of these people and they seem to be enhanced versions and the doubles seem to be enhanced versions of the regular person you never know maybe that might have been another way that they could prolong their lives like people have said before that they feel like the same group that that um the same group that captured Chris was probably the same group in us because they were saying that it was uh that they had a, that this was a failed experiment and i mean from get out i guess it was somewhat implied that that group had other experiments on how to control people and you know you know basically take control of people basically that they had other failed experiments before so that's how some people try to connect get out and us but like i said i'm trying to connect it more on a thematic religious level now where does nope fit into this so nope seems to or nope is about spectacle it's about how far people will go for spectacle and in the movie, you literally see a bunch of people die in order to get the perfect shot or to have that viral moment. Even the even the two siblings in the movie are essentially risking their lives so that they can make money to keep their ranch. But basically, they're they're trying to, as they say in the movie, get the Oprah shot. They're trying to go like basically they are risking their lives to get that Oprah shot. Not just for the money of saving their ranch, but, you know, for so much more. And to, you know, put their names back on the map because, like it was said in the trailer, their great-great-great-grandfather 
was the first guy in that horse clip, but it seemed like, you know, people had started to not care about that anymore. So they want to make a name for themselves. They want to make money from getting that Oprah shot of the alien. Now, one thing that I saw on a YouTube video was that if you look at the design of the alien, because when I looked at the alien, I'm like, that basically in the twist of the movie, the alien is the ship. Like, you know, how we always see UFOs as the ships that the aliens is in. In this movie, Jordan Peele basically tells us that maybe the alien is the ship itself. So it's not really a ship, but it's shaped like how we typically see UFOs, but the UFO itself is the creature. And throughout the movie, they make parallels between the creature and the animals throughout the movie. Like, you know, Stephen Ewan's character, he his flashback is a tragedy that he had as a child with Gordy the Chimp, where it was like a show that he was on and the chimp basically went on a deadly killing spree, killing the parents of the t- like the actors that played the parents. In, badly injuring the actress that played his sister and it didn't attack him but someone noticed that it didn't attack him because he didn't look it directly in the eyes he didn't look the chimp directly in the eyes and then later in the movie you see how other people will mistreat horses when uh daniel kaluuya's character and kiki palmer's character is on set but daniel kaluuya he's trained horses he knows how to deal with certain animals so he was the one that knew how to you know handle the ship so where am i getting at with all of this once again people trying to play god and take control of things that they should not take control of where jordan peele's other movies we see people trying to take control of other people in this movie you see people trying to take control of animals and not even just animals, but even people trying to take control of this alien ship. Like, like I said, people like die trying to get the best shot of it, trying to get it to do what it do what they wanted it to do. So yeah, in this movie, you see people basically lose their lives because they're trying to take control of aliens and animals. Now. Like I said, that fits into people trying to take control of things that they shouldn't. But where did the religious part come from? Now, in one of the YouTube videos that I saw, someone has pointed out that the design of the alien actually looks like a biblically accurate description of an angel. Like, we know typically in shows that they'll have angels where it's just the regular person, but they'll have, like, wings attached to their backs. But if you actually look at a biblically... Um, accurate description of an angel it looks drastically different like very different and the person noticed that the design of the alien if you look up you know pictures of what actual angels look like or should look like described in the bible that's what it looks just like in the movie so not just that but even how just like with us this movie started with a bible quote just as well so I feel like all of Jordan Peele's movies, while they may not be physically connected, and who knows, maybe down the line we might finally see a physical connection. Maybe we might see characters meet up with each other, or we might see characters reference events from other movies. But as of right now, I'm starting to notice that he has a lot of religious themes and themes of people trying to take control of things that they shouldn't. Now, 
the the second one that I said where they try to take control of things that's not really too special of a theory because I mean he been said that he wants to make series where he shows humans being evil but the religious part I don't know if that's something he's really going for or if you know it just happens to be a coincidence but with directors like Jordan Peele a lot of stuff is not coincidence like he has admitted that some things are coincidences in his movies but most of it is not coincidence so yeah um that was my uh theory let me know what you guys think of the theory if you have more to say please let me know um and the last topic that I want to talk about today, and I want to hurry up through this topic because I, I haven't ate all day. I kind of want to hurry up and finish so me and my brother can eat. But the last topic I have for today is Beyonce. Queen B has finally dropped her new album, Renaissance. And from what I'm hearing, that this is going to be a three-part album because apparently before she released the cover, it said Act 1. Or something like that so yeah Beyonce has finally came back and apparently this is gonna be a three-act album so this, this was act one and I'm guessing that she's splitting this up into three maybe three albums because she has not released music if you want to talk like actual solo Beyonce music and not just music she made for shows or anything like that she hasn't released music basically since like 2016 2017 so yeah this three-part album dang i just i'm just talking up a storm today but this three uh part album i guess it's just you know everything that she's been working on for the past few years now what do i think of act one renaissance what do i think of it um I did like it. Don't get me wrong. I did like it. It's just, you know, it's a it's a very different Beyonce album from all the ones that I've heard. I've heard, um, I think it's called Four or something like that. It's the song with Party and Love on Top and you know songs like that on there. I heard that album. I heard the self titled album. I heard Lemonade. I heard Everything Is Love. Like. You know, I heard a lot of Beyonce albums, and I will say this is very much the most different one because she is taking a different genre and she's doing the dance genre. And I, I have no problem with the dance genre because I like all different type of genres. I'm fine with any type of music. But it's not even that. It's just... I feel like there's really not much content on the album, but you know, it's a dance album, so you really shouldn't expect content. And when I heard Break My Soul, I really wasn't expecting too much content out of this album. But you know, with Beyonce, I kind of expect a little bit more content. But I think that was just really me going into the album with the wrong expectations. But I really did enjoy the album. Now, it's my least favorite out of all the albums she heard just because I went in expecting content and I really didn't get it. Maybe I need to re-listen to it now that I know how I feel. But off of first listen, I did enjoy the album. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it. I would probably give it like a 7 out of 10 just because, you know, it's not anything too crazy. It's not like the content-filled Beyonce we get on like a Lemonade, but it is still something fun to listen to. And I did walk away from it with a few songs that I really do like, especially um, 
it's this song called like Virgo something. Like I, I forget the second word in the title, but it's like Virgo something. And yeah, I really like that song a lot, especially when I first heard it. Um, what's the other one that I really liked? I really liked um, Plastic Off The Couch or something like that. You guys know what I'm talking about. I, I need the track list up real quick. Let me pull this track list up just so I can stop sounding like I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay, so a lot of the girls that, I mean, a lot of the girls, a lot of the songs that I did rock with was, um, I did like Cuff It, Energy was good, Break My Soul is amazing, I love that song since I first heard it when she dropped it as a single, Church Girl was good, Plastic Off the Sofa was good, Virgo's Groove is probably, oh, I accidentally pressed play on one of them. Virgo's Groove is probably my favorite song on the album, not just because I am a Virgo myself, but it just actually sounded the best to me. I mean, besides Break My Soul, because Break My Soul, in my opinion, that's like a top 10 Beyonce record. That song is amazing. But Virgo's Groove is probably my favorite out of every single song on the album. And overall... Like I said, I give the album a 7 out of 10. I am going to give it a re-listen now that I know more of what to expect from the album. But overall, it was an enjoyable album. I really liked it, and Beyonce really did her thing on this. And, you know, if you know if the theory is right that we're going to get two more albums pretty soon, because this did say Act 1 or Part 1 or whatever, um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it because Beyonce literally is one of the best artists of our generation. She's actually, she's, to me, she's one of the best artists of all time. So, you know, just like what I did with Jordan Peele in, this last, in the last episode, in this episode, I just want to say, Beyonce, I know you're probably not watching this. I know you're probably never going to hear my review of this album or, you know, just me talking about you. But I just want to say thank you for this album. Thank you for a lot of the music that you made because, like I said, you are an amazing artist. And trust me, I know people give you your flowers, but, like, I just want to give you your flowers because you are an amazing artist and you're literally one of the best to ever do it. Like, you know, I hear a lot of people always trying to say that, oh, Beyonce can't sing like, you know, the old school singers or nothing like that. I don't care about none of that, yo. Like, I mean, I'm not sitting here comparing people's singing talents to another, but as an artist, like Beyonce really make a lot of amazing music and she makes a lot of music that personally I can even relate to. Like, I know Lemonade was made for the women, but it's kind of like what I said earlier in this episode, men be going through some of that stuff too. So when I listen to Lemonade, shit i'd be feeling it so you know like i said beyonce i know you're probably not listening to this but in the rare in the rare small chance that you are listening to this thank you and you are an amazing artist so with all that being said that is episode two of the hate it or love it podcast i hope you guys really enjoyed it this episode was kind of all over the place now that i'm really thinking about it but i mean Hey, like I said, this show is kind of just me saying my thoughts, giving my opinions on things, and this is kind of like how my mind works. I literally be all over the place, but um, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Next episode, I hope to have the whole camera situation fixed because, like I said, I am going to order the, the cam link, so 
hopefully that will fix everything for me. And then as far as content for the next episode, I do plan on having my first guest next episode. So hopefully you guys will enjoy that. I'm not going to reveal who the guest is, but maybe on my socials, I'll, um, maybe on my socials, I'll post who my guest is. So if you want to find out hey, if I do decide to post it, if you want to possibly find out, follow my socials. If you're in YouTube, just go to the description. If you're listening on, um, on streaming sites, the name is Tevin.Jameer. Um, I'm probably going to leave it somewhere, but a actually, no, it's in the description for, um, the series. So yeah. Um, just go to my socials, check it out, and just hang on tight for the next episode. I don't know if I'm going to do it next week. I don't know if I'm going to do it in two weeks. It just really depends on when my guest is ready. But, hey. Um, so, yeah, with all that being said, I'm signing out. Have a good day, and I'll see you on the next episode of the podcast. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Match believes that adults date better. Because when you date as an adult, you get to be a little irresponsible with really responsible people. Rip the clothes off someone who actually knows how to put them away. Fall stupidly in love with someone who's actually really smart. Forget being hot. Get them to ugly laugh. Ready to crush on someone who makes you feel whole? If you know who you are and what you want in a relationship, Match is the place for you. Adults Wanted. Download the Match app today. Match believes that adults date better. Because when you date as an adult, you get to be a little irresponsible with really responsible people. Rip the clothes off someone who actually knows how to put them away. Fall stupidly in love with someone who's actually really smart. Forget being hot. Get them to ugly laugh. Ready to crush on someone who makes you feel whole? If you know who you are and what you want in a relationship, Match is the place for you. Adults Wanted. Download the Match app today. Are you struggling to lose weight and keep it off? Tired of wasting time and money on starvation diets that lead to more frustration and stress? If there was a weight loss solution that could actually work for you, would you try it? Then head to golo.com. I'm Steve. I lost 138 pounds in nine months on Golo. I'm Amber. I've lost 128 pounds with Golo. If you're ready to take back control of your life, head to golo.com now and see how Golo can work for you. That's golo.com. My sleep is way better. My 
inflammation has gone way down. Golo saved my life. I was way overweight. That's what sent me down the path. I wanted to make sure and live for my kid. I have literally tried everything. I was on the verge of getting gastric bypass surgery, and I saw the Golo commercial, and it was the last thing I tried because it worked. Join over 2 million people who found a better way to lose weight with Golo. Your healthier and happier life begins at Golo.com. That's G-O-L-O.com. Again, G-O-L-O.com.